This is the Ryder and Lisa podcast. Brought to you by Yegg Property Pros. Powered by Real Broker. Get a realtor who knows. Call the pros. Can't believe what you just said. I'm done with wings. I don't care about them anymore. <sighs> Sorry, not the band with Paul McCartney. I'm talking about the food. I just can't. Because sometimes there's a little feather. That's pretty rare. A little burnt feather sticking out. But like sometimes also, they're a little bit hairy, and I don't know. I'm just done. Yeah, I guess they can be pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll get them and they're a little sketchy, like they're undercooked, or for some reason the bones break all the time. And you're like, was this a sick chicken? You Ew, ever think that? Uh, I've never thought about that. Yeah, this chicken did not drink enough milk. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think <laughs> that. Like, man, calci- calcium deficiency chicken. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that some foods are hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Like you can absolutely home run it, and it's like, man, this is so delicious. But then or, if it's made wrong, it's made wrong. It's just like that viral um, agreement from all of us that when you get a $7 drink from like an expensive coffee shop, mm-hmm. and they hand it to you, and you just know they made it wrong. Okay. Like immediately, because it looks wrong. Sure. Hit or miss. Depends yeah. on the barista. I, I This is a stretch. But this is one that I often think about as a hit or miss. And you don't see it very much anymore, so I'm going deep. Deep fried zucchini. Sometimes it's too watery or what? Yeah, it slips out too easy. Yeah, zucchini, I've, I've never understood The that. battering falls off. Deep fried pickles is the same. Or they put so much battering on, it's like you, you hardly get to the pickle. You should tell everyone your thoughts on uh, KFC gravy. Yeah, that's been hit or miss lately. Dude, it's bland. <laughs> I don't get it enough to know if it's lately. Oh, true. Uh, maybe the guy just forgot to salt it, but it was just warm air. Yeah, it had no flavor. No flavor. And it used to pack a punch. Hit or miss items, what do you got for us? Waffles. Waffles. Good answer. Great answer. Good, good answer. answer. Good answer. Put it on the board. What What do you think makes a good waffle? It, like, it needs to be crispy, and it can't be burned, and it can't be dry. Yeah, But then if true. you go to a restaurant, it could just taste like freezer burn. Because you know they've got it in the back somewhere, and I'm like, why you can't just pour a waffle like you can pour a pancake blows my mind. <laughs> do you think it has something to do with how hard it is to clean a waffle maker so and how easy it is to clean what you cook pancakes on? Maybe. But yeah, maybe, you make a good maybe point. Maybe nobody like, orders it often enough that they can justify having a waffle iron. Okay, we got one text in. We got to protect this guy by all means necessary. Okay, and you know how bad my track record is for accidentally saying people's names when they want to remain anonymous. That's why I'm starting the break with this. So okay, so give him a fake name and then read his text. So we're talking about foods that are hit or miss, and Glary wrote in saying his wife's cooking. And I said, you better delete that text. He's like, I already did. <laughs> what? Glary? What's wrong with that? Well, that's the stupidest fake name I've ever heard. Why is that stupid? First of all, it's really close to his name. You oh, didn't, you could have went with, why would you tell people that? You could have went you... with anything. The world was your oyster and you go with Glary. I thought that was quite clever. You don't know if it's Gary or Larry. Good luck trying to figure it out, everyone. Ryan wrote in saying pistachios, hit or miss items. So true. Sometimes you open one and you're like, why was that soggy? Mm, yeah, even sunflower seeds every once in a while. You're like, that it one, tastes like dirt. It tastes real bad. Um, Aaron says scrambled eggs. Oh, you've never tried mine. 
They they bad. No, they're good. Oh, is what I meant. Sorry. And then another egg answer. Egg Benedict. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cough. Has Glary checked in again by chance? Yeah, Glary says that his wife is sleeping, so it's okay. Okay, good. Make sure she doesn't listen to the podcast. The the the, pl- the, the podcast. <laughs> What do you got for us? French onion soup. Yeah. Oh, and why is that? Some places you go, it's full of flavor, and it tastes really good, and other places you go to, it tastes like water, almost. Yeah, it tastes like they melted cheese on top of the finger bowls that you're supposed to wash your hands with when you eat ribs. <laughs> yeah. There's just floating onions in it <laughs> instead of lemons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call. Good Thank answer. Thank you. Good answer. Yeah. All right, Pamela, hit or miss item. What do you got? Nachos. (gasps) Hit or miss item, nacho. Sometimes the cheese is burnt. Sometimes the cheese isn't even layered properly. Yeah, Yeah, or not enough cheese. Well, and here's the thing that I feel like a lot of restaurants went wrong with. Like, let's say, hey, our nacho orders are down. What are we going to do? Add more nachos. That's what every place decided to do. And now they're being served in, like, tractor tires. (laughs) because they have so many friggin' nachos on it. We wanted more toppings. Also, we shouldn't be getting charged to add chicken. Like, you're serving me nachos. Add the chicken first. Or the guacamole. Yes. And you could end up with, like, not nearly enough salsa or sour cream. And then they upcharge when you want more of that because they brought in a little ramekin that you can't even dip in. Yeah, I'm with you that nachos are definitely a hit or miss item. What is something that is a hit or miss item? I love Amanda's text, Christmas oranges. Oh, yeah. They can be juicy, but sometimes you get that nasty, sour one, she Or says. like the really little dry ones. Yeah, what? There's like a random seed in it, and you're like, since when do these have seeds? I think they usually do, don't they? Not the Christmas yeah, ones. Yeah, good point. But like every once in a while, you get a seed, and you're like, oh, okay. Rider and Lisa's top seven at seven. Today we are counting down the top seven pharmaceutical tracks that slap. Absolutely. Melissa wrote in saying, I've been working in pharmacy for 22 years and corporate loves anything Billy Joel, Pink, and Katy Perry. It's true. You want to hear some Katy Perry? Go to the pharmacy. Alex says, the Rex I'll buy my place always plays Matchbox 20. Mm. Every time I'm there, especially Push, which is a great song, by the way. Yeah, that could have made the list. She's So High by Tal Backman. Another great suggestion on the text line by Chris. And Sarah, who listens from Ontario. Medicaid by Theory of a Dead Man. I don't know if that's a joke because it's like a pharmacy. <laughs> but here yeah. are the top seven songs that absolutely slap that you will most likely hear the next time you're at the pharmacy. This is just, you came up with this list. Yeah, I hear these songs every time I'm there. Okay. I like to collect shoppers optimum points, so I'm mm-hmm. there often. Yeah. I've done my research. Number seven, Bad Day by Daniel Powder. Because you had a bad day. Which is kind of a rude song, right? I think it's ironic because usually I'm there when I'm having a bad day. That's why I'm buying unnecessary bath salts and overpriced lipstick that I'll probably lose within the week. Coming in at number six, Hoopastank, The Reason. Also ironic because usually you get so so into that song that you forget the reason that you're there. You're too busy singing along. 
Number five, who remembers this amazing song from the 90s? I usually hear it when I'm sniffing the different soap scents, deciding which one I want for the main floor bathroom. Usually I just go with the one that's on sale. Amy Grant, Baby Baby. You ever use a cart at the, uh, you ever use a cart at the drugstore? No. Oh. Do like, you? Like a hand, what about a basket? Yeah, basket. Okay. Yeah, when you see people there with a cart, you're like, man, you must be really like, not whoa. feeling well. You're going for it. Number four, MJ, the girl is mine. that one yeah i hear that one all the time when i'm like grooving in the lubrication aisle okay number three this one usually on when i'm waiting an excessively long time for my migraine medication listen i know that people in the pharmacy are working very hard like melissa that texted in but it's like why does it take so long for you to print my name off and put it on the label and then put my meds in my hand whatever this is a great song so i'm okay waiting it's enya only time So many of these songs are terrific. Like, they could have made a lot of money selling the drugstore's greatest hits. Exactly. Right as you walk in. It's only getting better, too. Number two, this song usually plays when you're hunting down the expired chocolates that are on sale after the holidays. Kelly Clarkson, Moment Like This. Some chocolates on sale. Chocolates was the rhyming word. Oh, I didn't notice. For some discount chocolates. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah, that probably would have been better. Top seven pharmaceutical tracks that you hear every time you go to the pharmacy. Number one, James Blunt, "You're Beautiful," which is like. Before we get into it, it's funny because I sing along to it, but I'm not feeling beautiful. As I'm usually standing there choosing which high-processed food I'll be taking home with me for breakfast that week <laughs> in my Uggs, greasy, top bun, and stained beer box t-shirt. You're beautiful, it's true. I saw your face in a crowded place. And I said, oof. Oof, where's the deodorant, girl? <laughs> Hit up that aisle next. Um, so funny uh, text we just got from Neil. He wrote in saying, good morning. I feel like there was a similar segment to this over a year ago. And every time I go to shoppers, I think of you guys. And it's true. We brought this back. Yeah, we repurposed from many moons ago. So I love that every time you go to the pharmacy, Neil, you think of us. Mm-hmm. That makes me really happy. But you better be getting your optimum points. Otherwise, we're fighting. Pasta does not contribute to weight gain. Uh, studies have been done, Ryder. I'm serious. Yes, I've done some studies, too, with my pants. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of mad that they did this study and never asked me to be a part of it. Because I'm pretty sure they supply you with pasta. You're supposed to eat it, like, every day, and then they weigh you, and it's a whole thing. Right. You would have liked to be a part of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, pasta has a low glycemic index, which means it causes smaller increases in blood sugar levels 
over most refined carbs like like rice and white bread. So they're saying like go for it three times a week. Okay. Now I would say that I'm ass- I'm assuming that portion oh, size. Oh come on! I'm just reading the portion size. Yeah. Half a cup. Yeah, exactly. Is that some sort of sick joke? This study is a joke. Well, I've also heard like people will come from Italy and have pasta here and are blown away by how much sauce we put on everything. Or how much we put on a plate. Whereas like you go to a fancy actual Italian restaurant, it's this small Mm -hmm. little like twisted up thing of spaghettini. Or like three raviolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas we'll... I'm like, give me the whole pot. (laughs) So yeah, okay. So maybe take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I read a headline like this. I don't even look into it. You just start And I'm like, oh yeah, like plates and plates of it. Yeah, yeah. Going back for more. Well, I knew it would have something to do with portion size because at the end of the day, that's, for for me, the biggest thing that I struggle with is I just like, once I get rolling. Doesn't stop. Well, there's no stopping. It's just too good sometimes. We are joined by Haley, caller seven, ready to win $1,000. But get this. Haley is one of the success stories around here. She's won $1,000 with Ryder and Lisa's 1K wordplay before. That's so exciting. We've never had anybody win twice. Are you ready for that? Oh, God. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you spend the 1000 bucks on last time? Yeah. I uh, don't even remember. I uh, think me and my boyfriend went to Canmore. Oh, perfect. That's pretty good. I was going to say, sometimes it just disappears into bills, into the abyss. Might have to go back to Canmore. We'll see what happens this morning. So best of luck, Haley. Thank you. So as you know, you're going to pick a teammate, either Lisa or myself, who will leave the room. We're then going to give you five words. You tell us the first word that comes to mind for each. We'll invite your teammate back in, play the same game with them. For everyone that matches, it's 25 bucks. Hit them all, and it's 1000 Who's your teammate, Haley? I'm going to go with Ryder. Okay. Get out of here. Is that who you chose last time? I did. Oh, of course. Okay. I'm hoping he might be my good luck charm. I really <laughs> hope so, too. And this is also a great reminder to anyone else that's listening to never give up. Keep trying to get through, because Haley could do it twice. Okay, I'm going to start your timer right after I say the first word. Good luck. Thank you. What comes to mind when I say grill? Barbecue. Popcorn. Movie. Quilt. So, engagement. Ring. Shoot. Score. Oh, great answers, Haley. I feel like you're just a natural at this at this point. Okay, Ryder, <laughs> are you ready? Is there a sunrise out there yet? It's still dark out. I wasn't it's paying too much attention. Oh, you're in the zone. <laughs> okay. Ryder, what comes to your mind when I say popcorn? Uh... I'm going to say butter. Movie. Uh, Rough start. uh, Grill. Meat. Barbecue. Haley, what the heck, right? Uh, Okay, this one. You've got this one. What comes to mind when I say engagement? Ring. 25 bucks. Should have started with that one. Quilt. Blanket. So. Mmm. Let's send her home with 50 bucks. Come on. What comes to mind when I say shoot? Gun. Score. (laughs) I guess when we watch the Oilers, it's 
kind of hard to think of that word, right? 25 bucks is yours, Haley. Thanks for playing. Sorry about my friend. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Just uh, proof that, you know, you, you can be decent at this game, very good at this game, still have bad games. You can be bad at this game and still have good games, right? Exactly. You can't trust the same person twice either. I guess not. <laughs> Next chance to play tomorrow morning at 7.50. Feeling good about my nostalgia off. All you have to do as the listener is vote on whose list hits you in the feels more. Do you want to start things off? Sure. Playing cards with your grandparents and them letting you win. Not realizing it at the time, but looking back, you're like, oh yeah, I wasn't that good. When you'd play hide and seek and you were the hider and then immediately you had to pee really bad. (laughs) Putting uh, pegs on your BMX. Even though you had no idea how to grind rails with them. Yeah. But just in case you did. You never know. Getting that Christmas book of lifesavers. Remember the butterscotch ones? Mm. As a kid, you didn't appreciate the butterscotch ones the way you should have. It being the biggest deal ever when someone in your class would go to Disneyland. Oh, you're so jealous. Do you want to know when I first went? 26. No, I was like, well... I was like 16, I think. Like a little too old to really care. And you were Mom the youngest. Dad. You were the youngest of the three I know. siblings. My oldest sister couldn't make it. She had something in, okay. in college that, <laughs> that week. But my other sister, who's just like a year and a half, maybe like not even older than me. We went together and we were like, are we too cool for this? Hitting up Blockbuster on a Friday night, then watching that movie over and over again for a week straight. No wonder so many millennials know movie quotes. Yeah, true. We watched it on repeat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my last one is Swamp Water. Which is a Slurpee or Pop? No, Pop. Mixing all the Pops at the fountain machine. My last one is changing your MSN name to really sad song lyrics. So people would ask you if you're okay. But in reality, you were just fine. It's just that Aaron hadn't said hi to you yet on MSN. Okay. You're just trying to get any attention. Let's rip through through our list one more time. And then you let us know whose list hits you in the feels harder. And uh, somebody who votes is picking up a gift card to Sweet Convenience. Playing cards with your grandparents and then letting you win. Putting pegs on your BMX even though you had no idea how to grind rails. Uh, It being the biggest deal ever when someone in your class would go to Disneyland and drinking some swamp water. Having to pee when you were hiding during hide and seek. The butterscotch lifesavers that you get at Christmas. Blockbuster on a Friday night, then watching that movie over and over again for a week straight and changing our MSN name to sad song lyrics so people paid attention to you. Let us know. Yep, vote now. And uh, get in on that sweet prize. A man in Australia was sick and tired of the magpies. Oh, yeah, they can be menaces. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I had one just pop into my house, just sitting in the living room. I had the door open to my front deck. Yeah, it's just waltzed in. It was just hanging out. It made, like I just heard the weirdest noise. It was like That's a pretty good magpie impression. Thank you. I was like, what the hell is that? I came around the kid I was cooking, came around the corner, I'm like, get out of my house before you end up in dinner. Ew, magpie. Magpie pie. <laughs> magpie. Yeah. It would have been delicious. Anyway, this guy was sick of it. So he uh made like an owl sculpture. In hopes that it would have the scarecrow effect. Yep. When I was young, I just thought scarecrows were like bored farmers. They were like, let's go and dress up something silly in the field. That's so funny. 
Um, it had the reverse effect. So he put this owl sculpture out, and the magpies started to worship it. Oh, they fell in love with it. They were like, he said it was almost like religious ceremonies. They'd all come and gather, and Dude. they'd bow their heads. It always creeps me out when I owl. see a bunch of birds doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how connected they are. But yeah. they, uh, they like, treated this thing as if it was their god. And so he realized that wasn't the outcome he wanted. So he got rid of it. But he said he, it, through this whole process, ended up developing quite a liking to magpies. So now he's not so oh, worried so, about them in there. Now he's fascinated by them. <laughs> the Ryder and Lisa Podcast. Brought to you by Yegg Property Pros. Powered by Real Broker. Get a realtor who knows. Call the pros. Play 107.